Welcome to The Grind, a podcast about the church planting process and missional strategies to make disciples of all nations. Coming to you from the offices of the Arkansas Baptist State Convention in Little Rock, Arkansas. Now, here are your hosts, Dave McClung and Chad Grigsby. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, The Grind, and we're well into 2019 now, and uh, excited to have you joining us again, so hopefully Hopefully the new year is treating you well. And so I'm Dave McClung, and with me as always is the effervescent Chad Grigsby. How about that? Effervescent. Well done, Dave. <laughs> I don't even know what that word means. It just kind of popped into my head. I think I think it can be described about me and something else. I don't know what else. You <laughs> and... Let's, uh, let's start over. <laughs> You know, most of our podcasts kind of start where we say, you know, we probably should start that over. Uh, I, well, I was thinking, <laughs> is effervescent, is that like what you would describe, let's see, evanescence is what I was Oh, thinking. no, no. That's a band. Uh, this is yeah. a, a quality. And uh, I think probably used mostly of pregnant ladies. So, because uh, uh, they glow and they just have this effervescent, I have no idea. Effervescent. No, yeah. Okay. So when you said it, I was thinking me and a can of Sprite. <laughs> and, that, and that is it. It's fizzy, sparkling, carbonated. That's an effer, effervescent? I don't know. Anyway, okay. Well, I, whatever. Goodness. See, I just couldn't. You. Folks, you just can't pay for this kind of entertainment. No, we're we're starting over. We're starting over. We're <laughs> no, we're not. We're keeping yes, going. We are. This is not no. part of the podcast. This is part of the podcast. So. Oh Lord! All right. <laughs> There's no do-overs, Chad. There's no do-overs in life. Well, you just got to take do it what over comes. in case somebody wants to cut it. You know. Well, I'll have to come up with a different word then, and I, it just uh, won't be as magical. We'll just use it again, and I won't. I won't have a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the fun, though. Part oh, of the fun. Nice. All right. Well, that's enough nonsense from us, uh, but nonsense you have come to expect. So uh, we're excited today to have in the office the one and only, the what, what, how would we describe oh, the, the uh, one and only Scotty Long? Multifaceted, uh, oh, multi-talented. Hard charger, uh, oh, you know, spiritual dynamic. guru. You know, we could just go on and on. I wish the people on Facebook Live could hear him, could hear it's what Chad's saying. Yeah, yeah. Right there. Yeah, yeah. So Scotty is Facebooking, Facebook Living. Is it Facebooking Facebook Live? Facebook Live. Facebook uh, Living. I'm I, not sure. I like to let the people know so, what Pastor Scotty's doing yeah. in the midst of the day. And my members to know that I don't just hang out and eat lunch and find places yeah. to go eat all day. I yeah. actually do ministry work. Yeah, he, he hangs out with a couple of goofballs and, and talks ministry on a podcast. So Hey, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to be on a podcast. I've never been on a podcast before. Well, hey, man, there's a first time for everything. Wow. I, I want to record this and remember this. Yeah, this, yeah. This moment. Well, it will be weird not being able to hear Chad. Chad, right. And so, uh, Maybe I'll repeat his questions before I ask. Yeah, so sorry about that, folks. But, but they can uh, see Chad. Absolutely. Sorry, people, you can't, you can't hear Chad, but you can see Chad. <laughs> Wait for you new know, people, that's Chad. That's probably better. 
That's better. It's probably yeah. a better. Chad says probably better yeah. that you can't hear him. And really, it's probably better you didn't even see him too. You know. So, but uh, <laughs> all this right. Is cool. Well, man, we're we're excited to have you here. Glad and to be here. Uh, yeah. I, I tell you, you know, you planted Mercy Church in Little Rock, and God's done incredible stuff there. And kind of, kind of talk, tell everybody, you know, kind of your journey because you got you've got a fascinating story uh, uh, from where you were to where you are now. Kind of yeah, tell some of that story. Yeah, well, basically, I, I've I, I've told it so many times. Yeah. I'm just I'm just a little a kid from Southwest Little Rock. Uh, we didn't have a a track per se, but I grew up. In the opposite side of the community, <laughs> right? Uh, and I just experienced so much at a young age. Uh, I mean, I went through the the gang banging. I went through the drug selling. Uh, I went up to a resort called the ADC. They, <laughs> they sent me to a resort for four and a half years. Yeah, uh, all my wow. life, my parents brought me up in church. I yeah. knew church, but I just had a desire to hang around. Just the 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 rough and the. I wasn't. I didn't grow up in a what would be called a bad neighborhood, but I always found my way to the closest bad neighborhood to <laughs> yeah. where I lived. And <sighs> just, I just wanted to live that lifestyle. Even though I knew God, I I always had a relationship with God, but I just had that bad. I was kind of like Peter. If if Peter could have hung out in the hood, yeah, kind of been added to the Bible, yeah, I would have been that guy. <laughs> You know, I always knew Christ in my life, but I just had a desire. I just wanted to live that lifestyle, man. And I got caught up uh, in that. And as a result, I had to pay the consequences for that. But even in the midst of that, God, I knew he had a calling on my life. And I always told him, if I had a chance to do it over again, this is how I would do it. Yeah. Even though when that opportunity presented itself, I still went back to what I knew. <coughs> But it came a time, and I would describe the story as, if you ever seen the movie Life, mm -hmm. as time progressed, they showed where people were disappearing, and that's how it was in my life. People were kind of like fading out of my life. They would go to prison or they would die, and God would just continue to you remember what you told me you would do if you had the opportunity. So when the opportunity presented itself, uh, I rededicated my life to Christ. I accepted my call to ministry. And even after accepting my call, I still lived, uh, I straddled the fence. Sure. But uh, when I got put in a position where God said, now this is it, you know, what you going to do? I, 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 I just heard the call of God. I began to explore uh, pastoring. Yeah. At that time, before I knew what church planting was, yeah. all I knew was I wanted to start a church. Right. That for where I come from, that's all it was it's right. called starting a church. Yeah. But as I uh, got introduced to different cultures, I learned about church planting and the whole what surrounds church planting. And I, when I learned that, I said, "Man, I, I can do that." Yeah. Because it's more than starting a church. Right. So. I, I explored that opportunity to plant a church, and I began to cultivate uh, where I wanted to plant because I already knew I wanted to plant where I grew up, Southwest yeah. Little Rock. There was a need for a ministry that was doing more than just having church. Right. The, a, a, a ministry that gave us the opportunity to, to try to do what Christ called us to do. That was go ye therefore. But as I began to learn more about his word, every time he went, he first— Scripture always says he had compassion on the people. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn compassion. Yeah. Because outreach without compassion is just going through the motions. Yeah. So as mm -hmm. I learned outreach and I learned compassion and I continue, I, I lean on Matthew 14 where you see where Jesus had a plan to take his 
disciples away because they had been doing a lot of ministry work. He said, let's get away. Let me take you to a desert place. I want to say he wanted to take them on a retreat, but <laughs> they were so popular, the people followed them. Yeah. But he and he he saw the capacity of the crowd, and he began to teach them. Yeah. And that's what we try to do. He got their attention. And once he got the attention, he capitalized on the crowd. He began yeah. to teach. And that's what we try to do. We try to do things uh, with the Mercy Church that gets the attention of the people. And then once we got the attention, we try to capitalize on the crowd. And then the disciples came and said, hey, let's send them off to get something to eat. But Jesus said, no, we can feed them. Yeah, yeah. And we saw where we could feed the people if we just have the desire, yeah. even with two fish and five loaves of bread. Right. Because we've been able to do that in in a sense with the resources that we've had and we begin to distribute and the people continue to come back to hear what we got to say to take, you know, let us cater to them. And then we're seeing the leftover in ministry. Yeah. So that's what we try to model our ministry after that Matthew 14 principle. Yeah. And that's where I, that's how I got to, that's how I got a chance to get here today yeah. because we saw what God was trying to do. We're in the midst of it. And, as you see, yeah. like I said, we're here today through me having a desire to hear God clearly and move on the vision that he had yeah. given us for the Southwest Little Rock community. Well, and there's no question God has taken your five loaves and two fish and multiplied it <laughs> over has. and over he and has. over. He, and, there's no uh, doubt about it. Well, and, and you know, one of the things, you know, I grew up in North Little Rock, you know, in Rose City neighborhood. Right. And, you know, I have right. a love for this city. You have a love for this city. Right, right. You know, you, you wanted to be here. Uh, because we we both have mu a lot of friends right. that we grew up with exactly. in our neighborhoods that exactly. are not following Jesus, exactly. and somebody's got to care about them. That's right. And That's right. Uh, and so you've done an incredible job of really, you know, you know where you grew up, where home is turning that into an opportunity to really say, hey, you knew the old Scotty. Right. Now let me show right. you the new Scotty right. and what Jesus can do. And I tell the people, the old Scotty and the new Scotty, I'm still cool with the old Scotty. Sure. We're still cool. Yeah. And the new Scotty, it takes the old Scotty to make up what we have today. Yeah. Because what I lear learned, and in the old Scotty, I, I was always uh, researching what the people in my culture, in church, what they really want. Mm -hmm. They no longer wanted church as usual. Right. And as and I tell people all the time, as I was introduced to a different culture, wasn't prejudice, yeah. just what never grew up around them. Sure. But once I learned them and got doing ministry, I saw the heart. I said, man, that's what we can cross the barrier. I mm -hmm. can take what I learned from this culture, bring it over here, and trick my people into realizing there is a better way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the effort. That's what I try to do. Even I'm always talking about the Southern Baptist Fellowship and, and how they embraced me. And, hey, man, come over here. Because yeah. I'm just a beggar trying to tell another beggar where I found some bread. Right, right. And I said, hey, the bread's over here. And, and it's not about what you can get. It's just about the connection that's made and what we've learned, what I've learned yeah. from someone that has done it a different way and it's yeah. worked for them. Yeah. And I want to bring it to my culture so we can just stop having church because yeah. my culture is used to having church. Yeah, that's what we do. We specialize in church. Yeah, we can do church. Yeah, and I mean we could do it well. But when you add ministry to church, then you really have, I believe, what 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 Christ really wanted us yeah. to do. Yeah, well, and we enjoy doing that together. Right. Too. Right. 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 So, what's the difference, Scotty? Break that down for us a little bit more. What's the difference between doing church and doing ministry? For me, church. When I say church, is is coming to this place 
and where the music is right. Uh, we know the right words to say. We know huh. how to pat the person on the back. Yeah, you know, we know how to do that because mm-hmm. that's what we've been always we've always done. We've hung our hats on just the ability to go and get out of how we feel, how the week has made us feel, and get into a place where we can be really into the presence of God. Mm-hmm. There's meaning that that's needed. We want to be in the presence of God at all times. But after oh. we've left his presence, what do we take with us mm-hmm. besides oh. getting ready for the next encounter? Yeah. And that's what church has been, Chad. I'm sorry, I'm looking at uh, Dave, but that's, that's, that's what church has <laughs> no, been. From my experience, yeah. that's what church has been. We, we go there, we worship, but when we leave there, we're planning for the next worship, not what we can do in between worship right. to reach the people. What can we do to reach the masses? And so many times in this day and age, we're trying to find so many ways not to go to church as much as we have been. Yeah. But we, but to be the church. But to be the church yeah. outside of the church, that's where the difference came in for me. Yeah, You know, how can we be effective to where people won't talk about just the service we had or the time we had yeah. together in church, but we could talk about how we did outreach ministry, how we uh, connected with communities and met people that made real life relationship with people that may not ever come to our church. Right. But when we're together, we realize that we are the church. Yeah. Well, and I would say that's something that crosses cultures, right? Uh, and and every church faces that, right? You know, with right. you know, because sometimes you know people just sit down. Right, you know, and right. uh, th- and this service is enough, and it's it's not right. that's not what I heard somebody say one time. Jesus didn't come and die on the cross just so you could go to church. That's it. He called you to be a sent out people, that's and it. Uh, and that makes all the difference in the world. So so what? So you're in the heart of the city. We you know, are from here in the heart of the city. You know, and and there's a growing interest in urban church planting right. and churches wanting to engage the city. Right. You right. know, North American Mission Board. We have all these designated send cities. You know, largest cities in right. the, in North America that want to engage with the gospel, and and a lot of them are largely unchurched right. uh, and huge mission fields. So what are some things that you you know you're you're a few years into this journey right. now. You're you're a veteran. We're going into our fourth year. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so what if, if you're talking to a church that wants to engage a city, what are some things you've learned, some bits of advice that you would give somebody wanting to engage a city? For me, I'm learning strategic, uh, strategically finding out what the city needs. Yeah. You know, ways that you can find your niche. We won't be able to reach everybody. Sure. But we have to realize where, where is my focus group? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that we do at the Mercy Church we focus now on schools more than just being there to give resources, but making relationships with the people or the, mm-hmm. the parents in the school. Uh, I tell our, I tell our church members uh, that whoever has children in the local elementary school, you should be a part of their PTA. Yeah. Uh-huh. And if you are part of their PTA, you can invite us as a church to come alongside of you mm-hmm. and do things with you that that'll build relationships and you you're that middleman to get us into the community with the parents yeah. if you introduce us through the PTA and uh we have a different another outreach that is sponsored by a great friend of mine named Melanie Person she works with the VIP school uh, VIPs volunteer mm-hmm. she started a program where a lot of African American pastors come together we just did Fulbright Elementary yesterday mm-hmm. 
we come together and we read to elementary schools. This was uh, she invited me a couple of times to read to the students, and I got heard God clearly saying you can reach out to the teachers on these same days. Yeah. So now what we do is we call read we call it read and feed. It's a ministry <laughs> that we do yeah. where we go huh. read. We'll, our church will set up in the teachers' lounge and we'll uh, feed lunch to the teachers yeah. and the staff of the school. Yeah. We found that to be a great way to make relationships. And like they'll come in, we feed them, they sit down, they, they fill out prayer requests when they're eating their lunch. Mm-hmm. And it's twofold. We pick, we give away gift cards to those teachers that are filled out. We pick randomly. We're there maybe three hours. Every 30 minutes, we'll pull a name and give away a gift card. And then I'll take all the prayer requests back. It is usually on a Wednesday. And that's what we do for Bible study. We pray over these prayer requests. Oh, wow. And then and we reach out to the people that have wrote prayer requests. We send letters back to the school and let them know, different people in the church, let them know we prayed for you. Yeah. And, you know, wow. We're praying for you and praying that every you know whatever your request was that God uh, grants your request. Just know that we're here for you if you need anything. Yeah. Things like that have been effective for us as we make relationships with the uh, community. And, you know, we, we we let them know, hey, we're not here representing the school district. So if you have a problem with something that's in the school district, tell us. I'll take the bat, go to bat for you at the local community meetings when they let the community speak. I can speak on your behalf, mm-hmm. and I'm not coming to you, you know, it's nothing. I'm not coming to you from the school district yeah. point of view. And when they hear that it's somebody that, you know, they'll tell you different things that they wouldn't tell anybody else. Yeah. So I, that's building us up in the community. I believe that that's something yeah. that has helped us out, our relationship with the school. One of the things I've always loved about you, and, and this from first time we met during church planning training, right. uh, you know, and you're kind of mapping out your vision for Mercy Church and everything. You know, you, you've always had a, a great insight into your community into your neighborhoods and what those needs were. Right. I remember one of the things, and I'd never thought about it, and part of this is based on your background, where you come from. One of the things that you guys did early on, I'm assuming you still do some of this, but offering uh, expungement, uh, expunging right. your record, right. you know, right. classes and, and help with that. Because right. you've connected with a lot of guys that have been where you are, trying to start a new life and right. do new things. And I thought, you know, what an incredible way to connect with some people that right. that need some hope, need some help. And uh, and that's just, you know, being able to see one of those, that kind of need in the community and find a way to connect with it has uh, always been great. And my heart, because that's yeah. where I come from. Sure. I'm, I'm someone that's, that's been in the in the, in the the uh, penal system, mm-hmm. and I connected with a young lady that she goes to another church in the community, and she specializes in that. So, you know, I said, man, this is perfect. Yeah. So for me, for us to reach the community, I know a lot of guys that that we're out here in society. We've done our, we paid our debt to society. Uh, some work decent jobs, but mm-hmm. we there's always that barrier. Yeah, you know because you know if you haven't had your record expunged, even though you paid your debt to society, they still want that. And I looked at that as a great opportunity because a lot of people don't know. And all they did need to be just some seminars like that where they can hear the process and have somebody to work with them on getting their record expunged so that they can advance in in, in, in the careers. world. Yeah, and I mean it was that, that was something. And then uh, even with that, uh, jo- a lot of people have job fairs, and I was able to get with uh, Neil when we first started, and we did a job fair for strictly for people ex-felons and we couldn't we wouldn't let the job be there unless they hired ex-felons oh wow so it was strictly for ex-felons so 
that's something that's needed in the community to show again uh the question is always asked if your church leaves the community that you're in will the community miss you you're right and we want to be a church we don't want to leave but we want to be that church that people can realize i can go to for this for this information yeah and what I can do. Yeah. We encourage uh, ex-felons vote, voting rights. Yeah. You know, every time we have a block party, we have a table set up for you to fill out, you know, if you've been to prison, you're off parole. You know, people. a lot of people don't know that they can vote. They right. can get their voting rights. All you got to do is fill out the voter registration. Yeah. I didn't know until I did it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just went by, oh, I've been to prison. I can't vote yeah. off of what I heard. Yeah. But until somebody pulled me to the side and said, hey, once you're off parole and everything, you can vote. Fill out the form. I filled it out. They mailed it back, told me what my my voting uh, precinct was, and I was like, it was just as simple <laughs> as that. But no, if had no one told me, yeah. I wouldn't have known. Well, and to take those those kind of things and and connect the gospel with them. Right. Hey, we don't want to just tell you about Jesus. We love you. Right. We care about you, and right. He cares about and you. He cares about so, you. Man, so good. Right. So good. Yeah, we talk Shame. about you know Scotty all the time about. The difference between, you know, church and ministry. Right. Sometimes we 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 phrase it to say, don't start a service, start a church. You know, don't plant right. a worship service, plant a church. Right. I mean, you're a prime example of the difference. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. You're, you're not not that a worship gathering's not important. I mean, I've I've seen you on Facebook Live, right. seen you preaching. You know, you you bring the thunder. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to hear what you're doing, you are thinking about the unique needs and opportunities where you're from, right? Where you live, right? Man, right. that's a that is a home run. We need more guys to do incarnational uh, type church planting that thinks about where they're from and what the needs are, and then yeah. meets those and aligning those with where you already are, where right. you're already going. I mean, I, these are not things you manufactured. Right. These are yep. places you're already engaged. That's right. And how do we, how do we bring Jesus into that? And, and like yeah. I said, I always knew, uh, the first, my first endeavor. And I, and I, I see God doing so much more in different places, but I wanted to, and I, I, I want to say master, but I wanted to make sure that my where I came from was the core of what I was doing, because mm-hmm. I I like you said I know what goes on in the community where I grew up. Sure. So yeah. what, whatever God leads me to do, I can try it in my community, and I have the support of the people there before I know to try it somewhere else. Sure. You know, sure. You know, it's just yeah. it was just more comfortable for me to start in the community where I grew up, and I know Scripture even says that a prophet won't be honored in his own city, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm for the place that I'm trying to get recognition. It's working. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm not trying to get recognition with the higher ups. I want the, the people, the homeless, the the disenfranchised, the low down, the wow. people that have been looked over. I want them to know that it's somebody that really cares. Yeah. You know, and I've been teaching a class uh, on at a church about outreach. I, I it's no longer it, it's time to stop just being the person that gives them something. But they need to know that you care. Remember mm-hmm. names. Talk to, you know, don't just go and do outreach and never communicate or make relationships with these people. Yeah. Because that's what they need. They need relationship. Yeah. And that's going to draw them to Christ. Because as long as you're just giving out stuff, they're going to come and yeah. get it. Yeah. That's just, the, that's how it's set up. These people give away something, we go get it. 
But once you give them more than just some tangibles, when you give them your heart and show them your heart, they'll be more apt to come back when you're not giving away tangible. Yeah. So, so where did you go ahead? Well, I was just wondering, where did you, where did you learn that? I mean, obviously there was a shift in you from kind of the church service to ministry. (laughs) Like where did that get birthed? Because I mean, there's just a there's just a major difference in those two things. Yeah. The the my thing is once again where I come from, how yeah. I was okay. brought up. I was brought up in the hood, in the in the street. There was a sense of loyalty in the street, and from being in church, I can see a fake loyalty. Mm-hmm. You know, in church is the only place that you're gonna go sit down and eat dinner with someone you know don't like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just yeah, yeah. In the street, we didn't do that, right? I didn't deal with you if I did not like you. Yeah. So I wanted to introduce a real sense of let's do this the right way. Yeah. You know, uh, if I'm answering your question, let's do it in a way that's different from what everybody has seen. Yeah. Let's let's really love the people. Yeah. Don't just invite them in for the numbers. Well, you, you've made it about relationships. That's again. it. It's that's I that's mean, how yeah. that's what I, and I'm, I'm learning. Uh, because even in the, in the going on four years, we've had some highs and some lows. But I'm seeing the the lows come from. I don't know who I was going to hear this, <laughs> but comes from people that comes from people that have been in church, uh-huh. and they are used to church being ran a certain way. Sure, leadership comes from the middle. Yeah, i.e. the deacons, the yeah. trustees. Yeah. All of those, instead of direction coming from the head. Yeah. And what I'm learning is people that come from other churches, they haven't gotten the point that the pastor's the head. Yeah. Scripture tells you that the anointing flows from the head down. Mm-hmm. And when you create a ministry that understands that I'm not perfect. Yeah. But God chose me. Yeah. So with that being said, if we can have faith in God, that everything that the leader does comes from God, mm-hmm. he'll honor that. Yeah. And with church, there's a misconception of how ministry should be ran from over the years. Mm-hmm. So with that being after seeing that, trying to introduce something different, mm-hmm. setting up ministry in a way where that can't happen. Right, right. You know, mm-hmm. not letting somebody stay in a position too long. Right. All that kind of stuff. When you bring that concept to church planning, I believe you are no more successful in what God wants us to do. If I'm if I'm answering your question, yeah, Chad, you know we say all the time that you know the great thing about church planting mm-hmm. is you got a clean slate and you can put anything on it, right? And and sometimes to to be able to make these shifts in in a community, you've got to start something new. Right. You keep, it's easier with the loss too. It, it is. It is because they don't know anybody. They don't know. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and it's we're not just to, supposed to build relationships exactly. with people. Yeah. It's easier to build relationship with the lost yeah. people that are just coming to Christ, Lord forbid, than people that think they got a hold on yeah. on church. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's a group of individual individuals that think they've mastered in church. Yeah, and the what the scary part about it is they have. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. But now, the real ministry is foreign to them. They look at it like you wasted money. Yeah. But th- we're doing what Christ called us to do. Yeah. You're wasting money yeah. with this in reach. Yeah. Everything is focused on wow. maintaining the people that we have in here, yeah. not losing them because we know we got that money. We know we got what it takes <laughs> to meet budget. Yeah. You know, if I make yeah. continue to make these group of we've learned them. Yeah. 
when you bring in the loss, we got to relearn them. Yeah. So, I mean, if I, I hope I make it no, sense. No, you're getting yeah. – yeah. well, yeah, it goes back to what we started with. You know, yeah. you always gravitate toward the comfortable. Right. And, well, uh, it's it's what Ben Mandrell said. We get really good at maintenancing the aquarium that we forget Jesus' call in our life is to be fishing. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's the problem that we have in ministry these days. Yeah. It's like reaching the lost is foreign. Yeah. They, yeah. We sing the songs and we preach the sermons, but when it really gets to, you know, when they come in and they don't smell like you smell, they don't look, they don't know when to say amen. <laughs> you know, it, it reminds yeah. me again of coming to America. Have you seen coming to America? Yeah, I have, yeah. Eddie Murphy jumped up at the wrong time and said, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. the lost come in and they they don't say amen at the right time. And yeah. people looking at him like, yeah. And that makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. When, hey, I know you want them to do it the way you do it, but it's a, there's a different, God's doing a new thing. Yeah. And he's and people are realizing that God is calling people from their personalities. Yeah. yeah. And I tell my people all the time, I'm looking for when I went to, when I was in the street, I went to clubs, and there was always that one person over in the corner when when their favorite song come on, they holler, "Hey, that's my song." Uh-huh. Where is that person in church? Right. When, when the choir gets to singing their song, <laughs> where is that person to holler, "Hey, that's that's my jam," or yeah. "That's the one I like." Yeah. But yeah. we're so uptight in church. That person won't come out, yeah. and they'll in eventually leave because yeah. they can't be themselves. Yeah. They want to be saved, but they want to be yeah. themselves. Yeah. And so many times we lose ourselves in ministry yeah. trying to line up with <laughs> these other people that have been there yeah. and praising the way that they praise or yeah. worshiping the way that they worship yeah. till we lose ourselves. And, and when we lose our personal selves, we lose our spiritual selves. Yeah. It's all about somebody else's spirituality yeah. that we want ours to meet theirs. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I'm making sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So what? So what are some things you know? As people you know try and engage more in the city, what would be some? Uh, I don't know if we call them challenges or pitfalls to avoid, or what are some things that would you would say? Here's some things you need to know before you engage a city to kind of keep people from making some dumb mistakes. Mm. I, that it comes back to compassion. Yeah, you you got to find that compassion place in your heart. Yeah, in order to do real ministry, yeah. you have to genuinely care about the people. Yeah, time out for going through the motions because we're supposed to have this set up. We're yeah. supposed to we're supposed to do nursing home outreach. We're supposed to, you know, that's just what we do. But until you find it in your heart that really this these people really need this. Yeah. And on the other side of them receiving, am I touching their heart? Yeah. Cause I said, like I said before, homeless and those that are on the receiving end, they know how to receive. They know how to get in line and get what you're giving them. Mm-hmm. But what happens when you step out and say, Hey, come here, let me talk to you. Yeah. You know, like Jesus asked a man at the pool of Bethesda, do you want to be, yeah. you know, have those real conversations with the people to give them an opportunity to really see Jesus work yeah. other than us giving them something. Yeah. If we put, you know, if we teach them that, that God is audible, he yeah. hears you and he talks back if you listen long enough. Yeah. But until someone sits you down and tell you that this is possible, they don't know. Yeah. And we, we, we miss so many opportunities to minister, minister to the people doing ministry for the people. Yeah. Yeah. We had a, I had a guy, I think he's a great picture of this, and you guys have done this well, and you 
talked about this. He he was uh, uh, leading a ministry in in a church and and uh, walked out of the church doors one day and saw a guy digging in the dumpster, you know, looking for something to eat. Right. And so he went back in and made some bologna sandwiches right. and brought them out. And he didn't just give the sandwiches to the guy. He said, hey, come here and eat a sandwich with me. Right. And he right. sat down with the guy to eat a sandwich, got a chance to lead him to Jesus. And this guy is That's still it. serving in his church. That's it. That's uh, it. And, uh, and so it was a difference in giving somebody something and sitting down with sitting them down and with eating, them, with, eating them. with them. Yeah. Because and, so many times we give them stuff that we won't even eat. No, right, exactly. We give them clothes that we don't wear. Right, right. But when you actually show the person, hey, I'm in this with you. Yeah. That's when you reach. Yeah. You reach them. Yeah. And so I, that, I think it's one of the biggest things. You know, Dad used to say all the time uh, in, in ministry, he said, people aren't looking for friendly people. They're looking for friends. That's it. And uh, you guys have done this well. And, and particularly in a city where suspicion is high anyway right, right of why are you here what are you doing and so oh you're going to be the the great hope that's going to come in and answer all my right, problems right you know it, when you'll pause that and sit down and say hey tell me your story right hey you know can i pray with you right hey can we can we get together again yeah hey i'm going to come back right Right. Uh, all those things go a long way to That's breaking right. down barriers, and, and, and it's, it's just so fulfilling. Yeah, yeah. When you when you learn the key, or when you learn the method mm-hmm. that God is trying to give us through His Word, and you realize that you're getting it and it's working, it's just so fulfilling. I tell my people all the time, uh, even when I leave here, when I get in my car. Me and God would continue the conversation we were having before I got out the car. Yeah. You know, I, I was teaching on prayer last night, and I, I told them, stay in a continual prayer yeah. so you don't have to prime it every time you start your prayer. <laughs> you know, I pick up where I left off. You know, God, and another thing. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, back to, back to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the kind of, that's, that's how we should be with God yeah. in an ongoing conversation. And when you teach that to the people, it's, and when they get it, when, it's like when you get it, when the light comes on, like, oh, it's working. Yeah. This is working. Yeah. And it's just something about it when you look at it from a different perspective yeah. than what we've been taught. Yeah. You know, we've taught that he's all of this. God is all of He's your friend. He's your big brother. He's a father. But if you never approach him in those ways, if you still continue to, to approach him to a God that's so far off, mm-hmm. you know, that's how you, that's the response you get. Mm-hmm. But when you, Really dig in there and say, "Hey, man, is it, can I talk to you the way they really say? Yeah, I can talk to you. Yeah, and when he sees, hey, you getting it? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's how I had to be. Yeah, I, I, you know, I used to be the guy that I watched the, the examples that I had before me. I wanted to pray like they prayed. I wanted to walk like they walk and been like. But when I just said, "Hey, man, God is come on." Yeah. Yeah. This, this He's not impressed by it. that. Yeah, this can't be it. Can I just be myself? Yeah. And when he made me be comfortable being who I was, ministry became so easy. And I could, there's a group that God wants me to touch, and I can talk to them like this. Whereas I go to certain crowds, I can't talk, I can't tell them this. Yeah, I have to shape, you know, frame it a different way. Yeah. But there's a group that I can talk to and say, "Hey, this is what it is, yeah, man. Yep. You know, yep. it is what it is. Yeah. Talk to him in the midst of your sin. Yeah, yeah. Try to talk to him when you're high. Yeah." <laughs> You know, yeah. I, 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 cause I know you're doing it, right, right. But 
you know, if yeah. you really want to come out of that, talk to him while you're doing it. Tell him you want you don't want this lifestyle no more. Yeah. And see how quick he responds. Yeah. But sometimes we don't take those issues to God because we're not ready to let him go. Right. Ahead. Right. We talk about we're ready, but if you're really serious about it, talk to him in the midst of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, I, that's, I mean, that's some awesome stuff, man. I think we're, this is a great perspective, um, just of getting your, your perspective on things in ministry and Dave, I don't, I don't have anything else. Man, I thank you guys for just, you know, I, I've been trying to get here. I, 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 I look on, I look on, uh, the website and I see different guys do podcasts and I'm like, man, I want to do some of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But man, I just thank you all for for allowing me to come come today. And, and well, and 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 you've always I always loved you. Real. This is who I am. Right. This is this is Take where I've been. I, you know, I tell people. You know, I I don't I didn't I didn't spend you know four and a half years. I spent a night. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's enough. And, uh, for some of us, that's enough. That was enough. Uh, and uh, <laughs> but it was it was three years that led to okay. If if you don't change this three right. year path you're on, right. you know, I was running as hard as I could from the Lord, and this is where you're going to end up permanently. Right. Right. And right. I was not headed in a good place, and right. and it was my crossroads experience that God changed me, and uh, and and it it does change it, when you never forget where you come from. Right, uh, you always realize, hey. I was where you are. Exactly. I was where you are. Exactly. I'm not better than you. Exactly. Jesus just pulled me out of that. That's Let me right. show you how to pull out of that as well. That's right. And and it it does it does change your it, perspective it, it, it on do, people in ministry. And uh, uh, you know, to whom much has been forgiven, right, should also be passed on. That's and, right. And that's right. Forgiveness given. I try, and, and I try my best not to lose myself. Right. I right. got to remain, Scotty. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I got to remain because there is somebody else that needs to hear my testimony Absolutely. that's living the lifestyle that I used to live. And they need to have hope in the fact that God will change. Yeah. And, and last thing, and I tell people all the time, I was a drug dealer. Yeah. I lived a certain life. Yeah. And when I finally made the decision to walk right, man, God had a talk. Yeah. I said, man, I'm used to a certain lifestyle. Yeah. I said, man, can you promise me that I can still live this same lifestyle get the blessings that I'm getting. I, I know you, I can't make no negotiations with God, right. but I told him, man, I don't want to lose myself. You know, I don't want to look like every preacher, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, I believe that I can call the people from the community that where I hung. Yeah. And God allowed me to do that. Yeah. A lot of, cause a lot of times I don't dress like the, the known preacher. Yeah. I don't go to the club no more, but I still like to hang out places that the normal person wouldn't hang right. out. Sure. You know, I go to the shoe shine shop. Yeah. That's 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 a old thing to do. Yeah. But I hang around with the people at the guys at the shoe shine shop. We t tell jokes and and and, and uh, confirm lies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no greater lies told. Than right. Like yeah. that. Barbershop. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I want to be around that group of individuals. Yeah. And I try. And, and so many times we've had conversation, and then it'll come out somebody'll say he's a preacher, and guys be like. You a preacher? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah. I said, why you didn't tell us? Well, because I didn't want you to yeah. act different. Right. You know, I, I'm not allergic to a couple of cuss words. Right. I might not say them, right. but I'm not going to. I want you to be you. Yeah. So I'm easier to, I, when it's time to be minister to you, I can minister to you better. Right. You know, and uh, Neil's the one that loves to use the analogy of Jesus talking to the woman at the well. Sure. 
he met her where she was, That's right. talked the language that she talked. That's right. You know, when some people don't like it, but when Jesus told her, hey, give me some water, he was like, you ain't got nothing to get no water with. Yeah. I can't give you no water. Yeah. And and he told her, you know, if you knew who I was, yeah. you know, this water that I offer, you You'd get some of this. Me. Right. You you know, some people say, you why do you make it look like that? But if you look at it, why would, why could it not be possible yeah. that Jesus met her where she was and yeah. talked in a way? She thought maybe that she maybe could hook up with Jesus. He right. thought she was trying to holler at him. Yeah. But he was just trying to get her attention and then meet her need. Right. That's what Jesus does, no matter how we get their attention. Yeah. And it's not always the same way you might go about doing right. it. But that's where he called me from so I can navigate in that area better. Yeah. Where I might have a night where me and my people go out and put flyers on cars at the club. Uh-huh. Because I know that atmosphere. Right. And I'm knowing somebody's going to come out that I know and I can conversate with them. But you're not used to coming out to the club seeing a church flyer on your car. <laughs> right. and, and and to do that kind of ministry, you got to do it late at night. Right. You got to go out at 10, 11, 12 at night. Yeah. But the average church not going to do that. Right. But I come, I come from it. Hey, let's go where they are. Yeah. They're going to be at the club tonight. I know what clubs, what nights they go to. So let's go to this place, meet me here Thursday night, 11 o'clock. Let's spend 30, 45 minutes putting flies on cars, go on home, go to bed. Yeah. Whereas the, the average church is not going to do that. Right, right. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So, that's all. And that's knowing your community and how to connect with people. That's it. And, uh, all right. Wow. Hey, we're going to wrap up with what we call rapid fire. Oh, oh and, here we go. Uh, there, here, here's the big, big questions. These are always the hardest questions for folks okay. to answer. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so what, uh, you know, maybe what one or two top one or two books have had the most impact on you, spiritually speaking? Just recently, I Will by Tom Rainer. Okay. I Will and I Am Going. Okay. Those are two books uh, that have really, because they deal with outreach mm -hmm. and how to get it over to your ministry. Yeah. How to, uh, and I hate to use the word sell it to them, but sure. how to get them convinced. Cast vision. Ask yeah. cast vision yeah. for yeah. Uh, choice of, yeah. Cast vision, and those books have been great tools yeah. that, that have helped me in ministry. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. What about and, your and, biggest strength and weakness in ministry? I believe that my biggest strength in ministry is my transparency. I believe that my transparency uh, from my personal life to my, my marriage, I believe that those have been the most, the, the biggest strength of helping individuals when, when they can see number one, that I can be transparent. Yeah. Yeah. You can be and, real. Yeah. And I believe that one of my biggest weaknesses is caring what people think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I think yeah. I, I think that's one of my weaknesses. Actually, caring what people think about me and yeah. how am I and how I do things. Right, right. Sometimes I let that get to me a, a little bit more yeah. than I should. Wow. My yeah. wife tells me, you know, you got to stop caring about what people think. Right, you know. Right. Yeah. So, what's favorite hobby or pastime? What do you like to do? Uh, before pastor, you believe it or not, <laughs> believe it or not, fishing. Yeah. Fishing, man, I was fishing. I would fish two or three times a week before yeah. I started pastoring, but now I don't get to. Now you're catching I, different fish. I'm catching different fish now. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't know. My son. Yeah. That's a hobby. Yeah. Making sure that he's able to be involved in as much as he wants to do. He's a sports fanatic. He yeah. loves basketball, soccer, 
baseball. And now we're we're on this AAU. We he's he's he finally talked us into letting him play on the AAU basketball team. So just seeing him do sports, oh. that's a hobby. Yeah. You got a favorite band or musician? Musician, I, I, I like a lot of different music. Uh, I, I think I have a, a favorite song, I, 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 songs, uh, and a song that's out of my culture that I'm loving. Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> It's a country song, yeah. yeah. But I the mean, original version or the Chris Stapleton version? I think both. Cause but, yeah. I, I Google, I, I I get on YouTube and I look at the different versions yeah. of it. But I guess the melody. I like yeah. the melody of yeah. it, the words of it. It's cool, yeah. man. <laughs> so that's something I've been listening to. But music, I guess you know, I I'm a like I said, songs. Yeah. Just like I'm I'm a cowboy fan, but for basketball, I'm a player. Uh-huh. I'm a player fan, right, right? You know, so for music, I like certain songs. Yeah, yeah. I guess if that's if that explains, sure, it, it's yes. what my favorite, yeah. uh, my favorite. Like, like you, you did you make mixtapes growing up? I did not make mixtapes <laughs> growing up, and people trip because growing up in my household, we had nothing to play music. Uh-huh. I, so I'm just getting into music. I just downloaded Pandora on my phone because yeah. I got some headphones <laughs> yeah. and I listen to music. I just never been a very uh, music. music fanatic yeah. like yeah. that. I would yeah. I listen to my car and radio, but I wouldn't take music in the house with me. I didn't. Yeah. But I'm, as I get older, yeah. now I'm I'm having a newfound interest in in music. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, right now I. T- t- <sighs> One of my favorite, I, uh, on my Pandora, Tank and Joe. I like love love songs. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Hopeless romantic. Hope, yeah, <laughs> hopeless romantic. So, so those what's, are my go-to. What's a uh, favorite movie? Favorite movie. Wow. Uh, love and basketball. All right. Yeah. I don't think we've ever had anybody say love and basketball. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, love and basketball. Coming to America is up on my top. Yeah, that, top yeah. Coming to America, you, you Harlem Nights, nice Life. Yeah. Those are always go tos. Yeah. But yeah. I, I'm with Neil because he loves uh, American Gangster. Too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, American yeah. Gangster is a go to. Yeah. And who doesn't like God, who doesn't love Godfather? Uh, yeah, the yeah, trilogy. that's the yeah. classic, man. Right, that's so. classics. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't uh, have any spiritual. Yeah, war room. War room. If you cut something, war room. That's right. There yeah. you go. There yeah. you go. Well, uh, there's some there's some insight into Scotty Long's soul right there, yeah, that's, that's and uh, what makes him tick. <laughs> man, thanks so much for coming Thank on. Excited to have you here, and, and yeah. guys, I tell you, check out what Mercy Church is doing in Little Rock, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, just and and there's future great stuff to come. Yeah. Can't divulge hey. right now, but right. I tell you, this man's all over the city, yeah. and hey, uh, well, I've been telling them, look for the Community Church of North Little Rock. That's right, where people meet. That's right. That's right so good stuff coming hey everybody thanks again for joining us on this second episode of the third season of the grind a great interview with scotty long if you guys have not met scotty yet uh, you're missing out he is a fun fun guy and doing some amazing stuff in southwest little rock and uh, great stuff going on there excited to see what god does with him in the future wanted to shoot out another reminder that if you guys want to get the newsletter that will drop with each episode of the grind this season then you can go to absc.org backslash the grind newsletter and sign up there and that way you'll get uh, the copy of the 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 grind newsletter that drops each time the the podcast 
airs uh, every other Tuesday. So, uh, once again, absc.org backslash the grind newsletter. And hope you guys will sign up for that and enjoy the top two or three big ideas that go along with the podcast, the bookshelf recommendation, and the article uh, based on the podcast interview as well. And hopefully those will be good resources for you as you uh, journey through the grind church planting uh, extravaganza with us. So see you guys next time on The Grind. Thanks for hanging out with us. Goodbye.